everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. She's an accomplished actress, writer, producer, director, and on-fire advocate for being healed, healthy, and whole. The name of the book she would pen, chronicling the miraculous recovery of her beloved husband, Russell, an equally talented and gifted set and lighting designer with a devastating diagnosis and less than five years to live. Well, not on her watch and not on God's, who may believed was and is the ultimate, quote, great physician. And through prayer, fasting, great nutrition, and an overcoming will to win, the doctors were proved wrong. Cancer was beaten, and the rest, as they say, is history. That interview, a testimony with Jensine Bard, that book at Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Fast forward to today, it's that same will to win that prompted the completion of a project that had been set aside. But now, with a quote sequester in place due to COVID-19, seemed the perfect time to resurrect and complete a different kind of quote winning story, which we will talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to testimony a joy and honor indeed founders of Legacy Media Lab and host of the recently released television series Winning at Love, Spirit-Filled Stories of Dating and Romance. Please welcome dear friends Marion and Russell Pyle. Marion and Russell, welcome back to Testimony. Thank you so much. Thank what an you. honor it is to be here. Thank you, Jensine. What a lovely and honor. I'm just so honored to have that introduction. What a jewel you are. Thank yes. you so much. Well, it's an honor to have you both. And first of all, I have to just say before we begin, I was in tears, in joy, and laughter, too, watching your tremendous love story as one of the eight couples featured and interviewed for your fabulous Winning at Love.TV television series just wow beautifully done impactful and hopeful first question yeah why was it important for you to recount how you both met fell in love and the love story of seven other couples that's a great question Jensine and you know it's a God story he gave us this assignment and told Russell and I that he gave us a testimony and said you've got to share your story when we were first married, we were so happy as newlyweds, and we would excitedly share what we call our courtship story. It's an old-fashioned term, but in a way it sums up the wildly romantic things that Russell did about how he pursued me in our story. And so when we would share this with friends at dinner parties and things, the room would go quiet, and the men would come and slap Russell up on his, on his shoulder afterwards and say, way to go, but the <laughs> women would come to us later quietly and privately and say, would you coach my son? Would you coach my nephew? Would you coach my husband? And it was about how to love and cherish and be, be just wildly in love with the people in your life, the woman, your, the woman that you married or the husband that you married. And we understood immediately in our spirit that what was happening is there was a hunger 
for coaching and mentoring that just wasn't being provided in our culture for how men could treat women this way, how women could respond. And we thought, well, you know, maybe we should do a video of our testimony. But I am a, an introvert, and I said, you know, I told Russell, I said, I feel a little awkward about if it's just our story. But if we found other couples that had marvelous courtship dating stories that had the qualities that we've embodied in the series, I said, I'd be delighted to be one of the lineup, but maybe we could find others. And we did. We searched. We found seven other couples, including besides ours, story, and we chose to videotape these and turn them into a TV series, which is now winning at love.tv. And it has just blessed people. We're hearing the most marvelous responses from audiences that are watching it. They're, they're, as you said, it makes them laugh and cry and they gasp and they cheer. And it, it is blessing the body of Christ. And that was our whole purpose. And we know that's the purpose of this. He, he really wanted us to finish it. So we have done it. And we're pleased to have done so. There's a, there's a hunger for um, this kind of mentoring that doesn't occur in our um, our culture anymore, certainly not in this subject. And so this series is fulfilling that in the people who've watched it. So we, we hope that it goes far and wide in, in reaching those who really need to, uh, to get that kind of mentoring. Yeah. Amen and amen. Now, what biblically-based values are communicated through your series, Winning at Love? And have we lost as a society... Christians included, the essence of what true love really is. Can you expound? Of course. You know, the Bible talk, talks to us in Ephesians 5 about how Christ is the head of the church and the husband is the head of the wife, and together they're the head of the family. I mean, he's put in place a particular order, and we recognize that immediately. And I recognized it in Russell and the leadership role that he took when he pursued me, because at first I was quite clear that he was he was not the right person for me i did not believe we were a good match but russell did and evidently god did as well because he just began to uh, pursue me in a very um deliberate way in a very charming way and he no matter what obstacles i put in his path not meaning to not meaning to um, discourage him but i really didn't want to encouraged the relationship that I didn't feel was right for me. But Russell just pursued relentlessly with wild abandon, with incredible kindness and romance, and uh, just in a way that really had not been, I had not witnessed. Now, there were three key things that happened, and one of them was God spoke to me in a very deliberate way with an open vision and helped me understand that God, that this man was somebody that he had brought to me in my life and that I needed to pay attention to him. And I understood the Lord spoke to me very clearly and said, I, I have brought this man to you. You can trust him. And that was a turning point for me because I had prayed just previously to the Lord after three months of Russell's pursuing me as a friend. I had said, Lord, I don't believe that he's right for me, but if there's something I'm missing about Russell, would you show me? And I also said, and, and as you know, my belonging of my heart is to have a husband, but I want the right one and I want you to pick him for me because I will pick the wrong person. And so the Lord, again, answered my prayer in a very vivid way. And the, the, um, the principles that we wanted to show and that we do illustrate in our series are, number one, the men that we found in these, in these stories took the leadership role. If they're called to be leaders, spiritual leaders in the home, we, let, we chose men who, in their courtship stories, took the lead to pursue the women and, 
win their hearts. And as it turns out, the women were not terribly interested at first, and the men really had to step up and be creative and romantic <laughs> and fabulous and, you know, about how they pursued them. And so each of these stories is the most amazing, they're just fabulous stories. They, make you, they do make you laugh, cry, and cheer. But you learn about leadership, you learn about courage, you learn about integrity. All these men were pure in their relationship with women. There was honor and respect in these relationships. The women pressed into the Lord and showed real fervent faith and discernment about whether this was something that God had brought them or something they should pursue or not. Um, and so it really is about faith, it's about courage, it's about integrity, it's about leadership, and it's about allowing the full blessing of, of love that God has put in our hearts because he first loved us, and it shows how we can honor and respect each other as men and women. So these stories are just they're precious, and they're just unique, and they're so inspiring. God told me um, early on, even before it was a romantic relationship, he said, just love her like Christ loved the church. Just love her, no matter what she does, just love her. And that got me through some of the bumps that happened in the beginning relationship, because I, I continually remembered what the Lord had told me, just love her as Christ loved the church. And we, as men, are obliged to do that in, in our pursuit and in our marriages. And um, it's a principle that is, I don't think, lived out often. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Marion and Russell Pyle, hosts of the newly released Winning at Love, Spirit-Filled Stories of Dating and Romance. Marion and Russell, your series is not just for the single looking for love, but for the divorced, widowed, in-between, and I would add, even married, as a reminder of the seriousness of vows taken and remembering, quote, our first love practically and spiritually, and I believe you've answered this in part, but can you expound on those thoughts? I think that's so uh, discerning and beautiful what you just articulated. It's true. We're finding, not just because of the fact that we're all sheltering in place, as we doing this interview, but we're finding even before this that as we were producing this series and every now and then we kind of have mini focus groups with friends and family members and, and their friends and family, we found that uh, parents got hugely excited about this series. We found that younger people, college-age students, got very excited about the series. We found grandparents were just off the charts excited. They couldn't wait to sort of get it and share it with their, their children and their grandchildren. And we're finding now that people are at home sheltering in place. They're having family nights, winning at love family nights, and they're watching it with each other. All the generations in one house are watching it together. And we're getting enormous uh, responses. One of the ones we heard just two days ago was, I watch these episodes and I find myself grinning from ear to ear after <laughs> each one. And then one college student who's a terribly handsome, this young man's so handsome and girls just fawn over him. And he watched it with his father. His father obviously wanted him to, to have a look. And he said, it's the most, this young man said, it's the most positive thing I've seen in months. He loved it. So it's got something for everyone. And as you pointed out, Jensen, the couples in our series are different ages because we wanted deliberately to reach to not just the millennials or the Gen Xers, but those people who have experienced divorce or have lost someone because they're widowed or they're widowers, and they're maybe having to step back into the world of dating, and that's a daunting thing after you've been married for a long time. And so we wanted them to hear something, hear from some of us that were a little bit older, sort of how it had been for us. And it, it, there is. It's a little bit of something for everyone. 
there's actually no better way to mentor, I think, than to just tell your story. Um, testimony, as your show is named, to tell your testimony. God's given us a testimony in order to share it for people to grow. And um, I think there's no better way so we have even multi-ethnic, not just multi-age, uh, in this. And so everybody can see themselves someplace in here. Yeah. I think another thing that, that is so wonderful for people to see, and is this something you could share with secular audiences as well, because it shows the joy of the Lord in the hearts of each one of these people and each of these couples who found their soulmate. They were so joyous about it, and the courtship story was so joyous because it's full of ups and downs and twists and turns and misunderstandings coming back together, and it's just wonderfully human in every way. And I think that this will not only strengthen the faith of, of people in the body of Christ, but also anyone who, who might be part of the family group that's watching that doesn't know the Lord, to see the joy and to see the honor and to see the respect and the marvelous, chivalrous way in which these men dealt with the women and vice versa. It's a very wonderful way to model a style, a lifestyle that, that other people can suddenly go, I could try that. I could do that. Well, that looks, that's wonderful. So you're learning from hearing from other people in a, in a way that's non-threatening. No one's preaching or wagging a finger at you, but you're taking away profound spiritual principles because you've watched other people do and live it out for you in front of you. And you know, they're telling the truth because these stories are wildly authentic and marvelous in that way. Amen. And amen. And Russell, I just have to say in yours and Marion's story, I was so moved by the way you proposed to her, and I'm not going to give that away. People will have to watch it, winningatlove.tv, and every man in America needs to tune in to your story especially. So next question. Talk about the one story you were surprised to hear, if any, not counting your own. We have one gentleman who is an actor. He lives on the East Coast, and he performs the Bible. He memorizes books of the Bible and performs them live all over the country. Yeah. And he's a very talented, very talented man. And because he knows the word, he has a very unique relationship with the Lord because he speaks Bible verses, you know. It's just part of his language. And he desperately wanted to be married, but he also wanted the right woman. And he's very handsome for a lot of women who were interested in him, but he just didn't feel in his spirit he'd found the right one. And so he prayed to the Lord and said, please show me who my mate is. And, and I, I won't date anyone. You just show me who my mate is, and then I'll know what to do, and I won't date anybody else. And the Lord gave him a dream that night. The Lord whispered to him in the dream. He pulled back the curtain. He was on the stage performing, and the Lord pulled back the curtain, came up behind him, and put his arm around him, pulled back the curtain, and said, she's going to be in the audience. And he woke up from the dream, and suddenly he's had a complete sense of peace that the Lord had just spoken to him and that he didn't have to look for uh, his, his partner in life, that one day as he was performing, he would meet her. And that's exactly what happened. But how it happened, Jensen, is hilarious. The Lord has a sense of humor. You, you cannot believe the things that God allowed to have happen in each of our lives, moments that just are side-splittingly funny. He has the most marvelous sense of humor. So he did meet his wife, but the way he met her and the way that they yeah. finally connected, <laughs> I, don't want to give yeah. it, I don't want to give it away, but right. it, it just you just absolutely have to applaud the Lord for his wonderful humor and then also creative. How, and creativity, <laughs> how he brought these two together. It yeah. was It's just marvelous. So that one was a 
just a marvelous, delightful surprise. Well, I can't wait to watch that one. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Marion and Russell Pyle, creators and hosts of their highly acclaimed Winning at Love.tv series. Next question for you both. What, in your view, is the biggest obstacle to finding and receiving one's true love? I'll take it from the male perspective because I think that it's, uh, it's different for each of us. Um, for me and for the man is is looking for the principles of what you want in a woman, a godly, godly woman like Marion is. Um, and, of course, us men with our eyes, we want somebody to be pretty. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it's primarily that, that she um, exudes the principles of, of what you want in a woman. And as a, as a Christian, uh, I mean, I often talked about Marion as being the Proverbs 31 woman, full of mercy, and she's my greatest cheerleader. And those were things that I thought about, um, but, of course, I didn't know who she was at the time. But it was, it was pursuit, pursuit, pursuit. And then once God speaks to you about it, then you continue to push, move forward, because... Um, like one of our, our couples says, he told her, I know you don't know that you're the one, but I'm here no matter what happens. If you reject me, or if you're, I'm going to continue to love you. And that is the pursuit that uh, I think that God would have a man do is continue to pursue, be the leader in that pursuit, and let the woman be the responder in the relationship. And I think what you're alluding to is being faithful. And I think women yeah. um, like security, and they like to know a man is going to be stable and going to, if you really, if you really love me, you're going to be there through thick and thin. Amen. And so when, you, when you're talking about pursuing a woman, Russell, that is exactly what you showed me, is that no matter what I did, you know, whether I was welcoming of your advances or not, that you were going to love me, you were going to be a solid person you're yes. going to stay there and love me and and we've seen that in the other couple's stories as well that the men they when they set their sights on this woman and they decided that this was the one that god had for them they just stood their ground through thick and thin Amen. right yes. and the women went through their own permutations of i'm not sure and got close and pulled away and things and the men just said you take your time you do what you got to do but i'm going to be here when you decide to come back i'm going to be here and i'm going to love you and that was the most securing thing. They were like anchors, you know, and that made a woman, most of the, everybody on this, in this series, women felt very secure that these men were solid about their love for them and their commitment to them. And that made women realize that they could trust them because our issue as women is trust. I think with men it's rejection. It's rejection. Where that's a concern. As you're pushing forward, you need to have God's assurance because uh, rejection is, even temporarily, is devastating sometimes devastating and so the women women's issue we found out was trust because we have been asked to submit and i hate to use the big s word you know to <laughs> submit but is there's nothing frightening about it because if, if someone is loving you like christ loved the church he's willing to love you in a sacrificial way and you feel so cherished that you'll do anything for that man you can trust him but if you don't feel that they can love you that way um, then trust is harder to come by so these men in these stories showed the women, all of these women, that they could be, they were highly trustworthy. And then the women were just, eventually, their hearts all turned. And today these couples are very happily married. These are very successful marriages. And that is amazing. And that's what I loved about 
your story. Marion and Russell, what you have shared is so counter to the culture that we are living in today. This was not on my list of questions, but I'd like for you to respond to secular TV programs out there today, aka Marriage Reality Boot Camp, and why that can be so damaging to millennials or anyone watching, and why yours is a program they need to be watching. Well, what I see in the culture is the men not being leaders and being buffoons and being made fun of because they are buffoons and they're not taking the leadership and completely diametrically opposed to what a Christian man and a leader of his family should be seen as. And yet we sit there and laugh at these reversals of, of uh, natural order, if you will. Yes. And I think the secular media is uh, promoting, obviously, the breakdown of the family. It's championing the single life and the promiscuous single life as though that is the, that is the ultimate um, expression of freedom, that you can hop in and out of bed with whoever you want. And maybe that began in the 60s. I don't think there's anything new there about that. But the statistics are showing that millennials, more than 50% of millennials, are marrying very late if they marry at all. They are cohabitating, and that includes the church. That many millennials today who are even Christians don't believe there's anything wrong with living with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. So something broke down there in the family, or it was the church, or something. They just something has happened, right? And um, we should not be surprised when sinners sin in the secular world. People are going to do it who don't have the Lord are going to do what they're going to do. Of course, the media champions any kind of alternative lifestyle because that's being cool and progressive. So you have to be cautious about what you watch. But again, we, sh we can be shocked, but we should be surprised. You know, that is, that is the world without God, and that is the world we're called to transform. But Russ and I, as media missionaries, as we call ourselves, believe that, as uh, Deuteronomy tells us and Chronicles tells us, we have to start with, a, with the house of God. If, if we humble ourselves and pray, if we turn from our wicked ways, eat the Lord's face, he will heal and turn our land. So we're, we're gearing this towards the church primarily, because we want to let the millennials know, the younger generation know, and middle-aged people know, everybody know that being chaste and following people with God-honoring principles brings you the greatest love, the greatest satisfaction, and the greatest success in your relationship, in your married life, and even in your courtship life. And so we pray that everyone would aspire to that. And if they knew how much joy is available to them and how much satisfaction is available to them by following the Lord's way as opposed to the world, which will bring brokenness and lostness, then we've, we've done, then we hope we've accomplished our, our mission yeah. with, the, with the series. Yeah. That's what we're hoping to do is to inspire by entertaining, because they're very entertaining, these stories, but we hope to inspire, we hope to enlighten, we hope to teach and coach in very subtle ways, but also bring people back to the ways of the Lord and show people that this is a better way and they'll be happier for doing it. Mary often uses the phrase, uh, a Trojan horse, um, because as they begin to watch it, uh, a new awakening might come out of it uh, secretly without people really, without any preaching or... Moralizing. Moralizing. Yes, right. So that's our ultimate purpose. We do aim to entertain, but that's not our first. That is a byproduct of these fabulous stories. We aim to edify. We aim to call people back to God's ways. And we aim to 
to glorify the Lord with our testimony, but also show people his way is the better way. Please give it a try, you know? Amen and amen. And that's what I love about your story. You both had been married before, and it's an example of what God can do when two people are submitted to him and his purposes and how he works it out. And Russell, wouldn't you say that a man must first know who he is in Christ to effectively love his wife as Christ loved the church, and then Marion, your response as a woman of God. Yes. Well, yes, he, he must uh, know, know Jesus intimately, I believe. Um, you know, we see, we see marriages that work otherwise, but, but the real um, strength of a relationship comes between the man and the woman, comes from the vertical relationship between Christ and the man. And so in order for him to be the leader that God has called him to be, he has to be in strong relationship with his leader. Um, and then the, the triangular relationship of both male and female being subservient to God and honoring and cherishing one another. And it's Christ's modeling of that kind of love, the sacrificial love that we're called, that we men are called to, um, that uh, strengthens us and gives us the, the direction and the impetus to do what, what he's called us to do. Yes. You know, in the book of Ruth, there's a wonderful phrase where um, before Ruth and Naomi go back because there's a famine where they're living, the, the husbands had died, the young husbands had died, and uh, Ruth said, I'm coming back with you, Naomi, to wherever you go, I will go. And she said, can I give you another husband? Please stay with your people and may you find rest in the home of another husband. And I, and I love that phrase because that when you find the right man to settle down with, as a woman, I will tell you, there is, and you know this, Jensen, you rest in your soul. You just know you can rest. You are now under the umbrella. You're now under the canopy of this godly man who is, you know that he is the priest of your house. He's your husband, and he's imperfect and all of those things, but he is the priest of your house. He has the priestly mantle over him. And you can rest. You can rest because you can trust his relationship with the Lord. And that is what makes the huge difference, the biggest difference, in a, a godly relationship and a non-godly relationship, is a man's, the head of the household, having being submitted to Christ and knowing who he is in the Lord and following the Lord. And you can trust his lead because he is in close relationship with the Lord. And then, of course, as a woman, then obviously we need to have our own intimate relationship with God so that God can fill us and we can, because we're filled with the Lord, spill over and give to the man everything that he needs. You know, we're hugely important to the men in our lives to give them encouragement, to give them confidence, to know that they're precious and they're loved and they're accepted. And we can't do all those things if, we're, if we don't know the Lord because in our flesh we're selfish, we're broken, we can't give to each other that way. But when God is at the center of your home and you have a strong, each of them, each of us have a strong, has a strong relationship, we can love each other in, in godly ways that meet each other's needs. And that's the beauty of having God at yes. the center. So it's a marriage with three people. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Marion and Russell Pyle, founders of the award-winning Legacy Media Lab and creators and hosts of the highly acclaimed television series WinningAtLove.tv, Spirit-Filled Stories of Dating and Romance, available on demand and streaming at WinningAtLove.tv. 
www.mariannandrussellpyle.tv and this just for starters. You can learn more about Marion and Russell Pyle's work, ministry, and mission by visiting LegacyMediaLab.com and WinningAtLove.tv. You will be blessed, encouraged, and given hope that you did. Marion and Russell, thank you for sharing just a little of your life story and others in a fabulous, fun, authentic, and yet seriously needed series showing us all how to truly win in life and in love. And yes, romance too. You and Russell show us how and beautifully so. We thank you and God bless you. Thank you so much. It's been an honor speaking with you. It has, Jensine. Thank you so much. You're a treasure. We bless Indeed you. Indeed you are. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.